Well, what a wonderful way to experience this very rich passage of Scripture from Hebrews 11 and Hebrews 12 that reminds us to remember. To remember as a way of pressing on a purpose-filled practice that could be especially pertinent for us right now. Because right now, as the world around us and the world within us continues to evolve in response to all the ways this pandemic has affected the world and affected us, it could be easy for us to get stuck. Many of us have at times over the past 14 or 15 months felt stuck in some ways. And I've actually heard some people compare this to Bill Murray's movie Groundhog Day, where you may remember Bill Murray's character, TV weatherman Phil Connors, going to Paxitani, Pennsylvania to cover Groundhog's Day. And he gets stuck there. He, he, he gets stuck there in an almost unending loop where he has to live the same day over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And there have been some seasons for some of us, perhaps many of us, over the course of the past year that have felt like that, where we've been stuck. We've been stuck at home or we've been stuck in a care facility We've been stuck in a challenging routine or stuck in isolation or, or stuck on some metaphorical path where we couldn't accomplish a goal or a plan that we had. Or, or we've simply been stuck where we couldn't go visit our family or go on vacation. We've been at times stuck. And it's possible, perhaps even probable, that even as things open up and, and get moving again, we could find ourselves stuck in other ways as well. It shouldn't surprise us, for instance, when people get stuck in a place of despair. I mean, we've, we've had so many losses this past year, and just as a country and a world, we've, we've lost so many lives, and, and so many people who've had the virus and lived continue to struggle with long-term effects. And now, if we haven't been affected by this personally in this way, we could simply ignore this and pretend it isn't happening because it didn't happen to us. But our faith and our Christ both call us beyond this kind of short-sightedness and beckon us as we acknowledge the losses and minister to others in the midst of them not to get stuck forever in the clutches of despair. But, but we can so easily get stuck in, in these and in other ways. We can get stuck in despair and we can get stuck in our disappointment. Our disappointment about all that hasn't gone our way over the past year. We were anticipating special events, sometimes even sacred events, and they just didn't happen. Or they didn't happen in the way we would have wanted them or planned for them to happen. And in relation to this and so many other things, our disappointment can lead us to get stuck in resentment because of decisions we didn't agree with or the way that those decisions impacted us or the pain that we've had to endure, we can get stuck in a place of blaming or, or pointing fingers, allowing our anger and sadness to push us down to places where it is increasingly difficult to dig our way out. We can get stuck in our thinking in so many ways. And we can also get stuck, I think, so easily in our own little worlds. 
We have, after all, spent over a year having people tell us to stay in our own little corners of the world. And, and that's been hard. And we found ways to make it work. And it, it could be that our ways of making it work could also get us stuck. We've carved out new little comfortable places in our lives and in our home and in our work, and, and they do seem to be working for us in some ways, and that's okay. But we also need to remember that these lives we've been called to are not just supposed to be about us and what's right for us. And, and by us, I mean me. We may need a little help then as we can getting unstuck from that mentality of what works right for me to what God might be calling us to next for us, all of us. Because what benefits all of us will also benefit each of us, and we know this. But we can get stuck. We can get stuck in anxiety and fear. And we've, we've spent a year being wary of social interaction and, and so many related activities. And, and we've done this for good reason, and we even do it for good reason still. But in the days ahead, as things open up, it may not be easy for us personally to open up. And that, that's okay. It makes sense. It's, it's natural. But we don't want to get stuck there. In this way and in so many other ways. Sometimes we get stuck because we're so focused on the fears and the worries and the problems in the present. We can't see our way through them. And we, we need to pay attention to per, our propensity for this right now in these uncertain times. And we also know that other times we can get stuck because we're so focused on the glories and griefs held by our past that we can't see our way to behold the glorious opportunities God is placing before us in the present, in the future. And we can get stuck in this way too. Which is one of the reasons why those words from Hebrews can be so helpful, so clarifying. Because they remind us to remember and to celebrate our past stories, and the stalwart saints in them, not because we need to repeat their deeds or relive their lives, but so that their deeds and their lives, their lives of faithfulness in the face of every obstacle, might inspire us as we follow Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, in unprecedented ways, down uncharted paths, serving him and others in ways that both reflect the boldness of our foremothers and fathers, and yet may also be embodied in very different ways because we are faithful. These words from Hebrews remind us to look back as inspiration for our looking and living forward in all of the best ways, and they remind us as we look forward, of how we should be looking forward and who we should be looking forward to. Since we are surrounded, the author says, by such a great cloud of witnesses, which, by the way, friends, means that those stalwart saints from our past are not just meant to move us into a more faithful future by our memory of them, as we've said, but also that they are 
presently cheering us on, urging us onward from, from any and every kind of stuckness to a vital and vibrant and sacred and significant future. So that since we are now surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, the author writes, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin and everything else that so easily entangles us. Let us throw off everything that causes us to get stuck and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The author of Hebrews reminds us, in the midst of this time when it would be so easy for us to grow increasingly weary and lose heart. In the midst of this time when we could so easily get stuck, the author of Hebrews reminds us to keep moving and to keep moving with our eyes, our hearts, our lives, our life together fixed firmly on Jesus. And the table reminds us of that too. Because when we sit at the Lord's table, we also sit in this space between two worlds, between two ages. Because this table is simultaneously also about what is behind us and what is before us. The table is about all Christ has done to get us and our world unstuck. At this table, we remember Christ's broken body. And at this table, we remember Christ's blood poured out for us. Not only as a way of celebrating all that Christ accomplished through His body and His blood on the cross of Calvary, but also as a reminder of all that Christ intends to accomplish in and through our bodies and through the larger body of His church. Friends, this is the body of Christ for you. Take, eat, and do this in remembrance of Him. And friends, this is the blood of Christ for you. Take, eat, and do this in remembrance of Him. And then, in every moment beyond this moment, may Christ's broken body and Christ's shed blood, resurrected for your salvation, and Christ's living Spirit, unleashed into this world and into our lives, stir us all up to a life of faith, committed to bringing His life into every inch of our lives and every inch of this world, now and forevermore. Amen.